across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. And I had tickets potentially for the North London Derby as well, but I had to give them up so I could come and do the show. There you go, that's dedication or stupidity for you, whichever way you look at it. Welcome to another week from the terraces. Lots and lots of football to talk about uh, today. A one-all draw uh, for uh, United yesterday. Um, probably a fair result on the day, but unfortunately for Giri, although he keeps on scoring when he comes off the bench, managed to uh, not get a penalty, um, but uh, probably a fair result. Uh, Histon played uh, twice this week. They played earlier on the week against St Neots. And uh, we'll, we'll be listening to what Lance had to say afterwards. It was a, a very disappointing result. At, they went down at 2-0 at half-time, but actually bizarrely still in the game. And then they just imploded in the second half. Uh, so a 4-0 loss there. And they had Ainsbury Rovers in the uh, FA Vars second qualifying round yesterday. Uh, they went one up. Uh, they were 2-1 up with 90 seconds to play and managed to uh, only pick out a draw and then lost on penalties so not a great week for them uh, two weeks to go uh, two games to go in September for the deadline that the board were giving uh, Lance so we'll see uh, we'll be talking to him about that as well Cambridge City, on the other hand, uh, still not doing very well in the league, but uh, excellent cup form at the moment. Uh, they beat Biggleswade in the FA Cup second qualifying round. They've got a tie against Hereford as a result of that away, unfortunately for them, so a big travel. Uh, and they've got Leighton Town in the FA Trophy second qualifying round today, a team they beat 6-1 in the first qualifying round of the FA Cup. And then in the women's football, uh, mixed success there. We had Cambridge City, who, having been absolutely destroyed by Chesham 8-3, managed to hold up and only lose 1-0 against top of the league. Ashford, which was a a great result. Uh, We'll be talking to Paul there. Big changes uh, going on there at the moment. And Cambridge United women, they uh, after the success of the uh, draw against Norwich, they had... Uh, Actonians at home a 2-1 win there again a great result we'll be talking to both managers later on but we'll start oh, I tell you, before, before we say that you can get in touch with us all the usual ways you can text us on 07919 070490 that's 07919 070490 So, yeah, um, an interesting game. I I think it's really, if you look at the top of the league, and we were just talking about this before uh, we came on on air, uh, you look at the top of the League One table and uh, you've got Stevenage in third, um, you've got Port Vale in fourth, um, um, Stevenage are a point off the uh, top of the table and uh, Port Vale are two off the top of the table Port Vale's form in recent games is four wins and a draw and a loss uh, Stevenage unfortunately uh, have had a few draws that dropped back a little bit but it's kind of weird you look at that table you've got Portsmouth yeah probably no, not, not many surprises there but Oxford second 
Stevenage third, Port Vale before you get Barnsley, then Exeter, and then you've got Bolton, Peterborough, Derby, and ourselves in tenth place. It's it's a strange. I mean, we're only eight or nine games in, but it's a, it's a strange look to the table. Yeah, it definitely is a strange look to the table. But I think um, it's important to remember it's still quite early on in the season. Yeah. Um, things are still taking shape, and um, I think teams are still getting used to each other. And I think as obviously as the season progresses, things will start to look perhaps more recognisable or unrecognisable if anyone wants to surprise us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, is. It, it is very early. I mean, they say 10, 10 to 15 games is when things start to settle out a little yeah. bit, which we're not far from that. Uh, given that given that, and, and uh, our recent, uh, f- you know, the, the loss and the draw to uh, Wigan and then, oh, sorry, the, 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 the two losses to Leighton, Wigan in uh, other, every other week, it's, it's been one of those things where I think if you'd said given the way Port Vale were going uh, that we were going to get a draw we'd quite possibly have taken that uh, uh, as a as a good result um but it was an interesting game um I'm just uh, trying to get uh, Matt on the line um uh, because it was one of those games the the definitive game of two halves I think the first half we played fairly appallingly to be honest I think we had really nothing going for us there was no there didn't seem to be a lot of energy on the pitch uh, so we have got Matt on the other line I was just saying Matt that that, that it's one of those definitive games of two half the first half we really didn't do very well at all and Although we, uh, you know, we we had chances and so did they. It did look like it was going to be a long day, and then the second half uh, started to play a little bit better. And then the key gate, the key one was the substitutions, um, which made a massive difference to the way in which we played. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Um, as you say, the first half it, it was uh, you know devoid of any lack of sort of energy, um, pressure from us and, you know, uh, Port Vale. Yeah, I, I mean, Port, I didn't think Port Vale were, were particularly that great, but, you know, they just seem to have one or two players that, you know, just seem to be here, there and everywhere in their team. You know, like they, they always seem to be busy without really doing too much. But that being said, you know, their their goal was a, was an excellent, well-taken goal, really good passing move and, you uh, you know, a really good finish. And, um, yeah, it, it kind of sucked the life out of us a, a little bit. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the sucker punch because, obviously, you know, they did have quite a few chances in the first half. But it, it really did just seem to, like, you know, suck the life out of our play. And, you know, we didn't really force too much, as you, as you say. And, um, you know, they, they could have had a second because, obviously, uh the, the striker Wilson uh, charged down uh, Will Mannion and uh, the, the ball bounced over the bar, didn't it? Which you know, and it looked like it might have gone in as well. So um, you know, we got a little bit lucky there. And uh, so you go into the second half, and you know, we we try to slightly up the tempo a little bit. Um, you know, it didn't really work as such. But as you say, the, the substitutions, and I, I think especially uh, you know, uh, Kaimani Gordon coming on and. Just, just running at players, you know, we, we spoke about it before, haven't we? You know, just having that player with the ability to be, you know, run at players with pace and, you know, not be scared to, to take a player on and, you know, to put an excellent ball into the box and, uh, you know, Fajiri with a really good header who, you know, offered, uh, you know, a lot, lot more than Gassan had made did yesterday. Um, so yeah, you know, so I, I, I would say probably the draw was a fair result. I know we did have the penalty at the end that we missed 
um, you know, which we, we, we could have won the game with. But I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think the draw would have been a fair result. I think if we'd have won the game, it probably would have, would have flattered us a lot. And, you know, Port Vale could have gone away feeling really disappointed that they, you know, didn't get at least a point out of the game. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we said. Is that uh, you know it, 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 when you miss a penalty in the uh, dying minutes of the game, then obviously you think yourself unlucky. Uh, and indeed, we were. I mean, you know, Fajiri's normally rock solid there, and uh, we, we I don't think anyone was expecting him to miss. Uh, unfortunately, that's the way it went. And we we were also a bit unlucky with a bounce because he kind of killed the ball, the keeper, and it, it came back to him rather than bouncing off. Which I think we might have been able to get the rebound there. But so so we come away in, on one hand disappointed that we. Did didn't get all the points, but as you say, I think that a fair result from the game. Uh, there were a few, I mean, a couple of nice things about it, or a couple of worrying things about it. Let's do those first. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people were confused as to why Lancaster didn't start the game, although you could argue they didn't have a great game against uh, Wigan the last game. Uh, but when he came on, he, he you know, he certainly made a difference. It was great to see Adam May finally back in league. Obviously, we saw him, well, some of us saw him, uh, you probably missed it, Matt, in the uh, Peterborough game. But uh, he obviously came back and, uh, you know, only seven minutes, but uh, it, it's the fact that he's back on the pitch in a league game uh, and he's now going to start playing for a place, which I think is really good. Um, and as you say, you've got Gordon came on and, and looked really like he wanted to take the ball forward. Oknabiri was his usual self. On, on the disappointment of it, I, I, I had me look really isolated, I thought, yesterday. He, didn't, he wasn't getting the ball he wanted. Um, and uh, you could see at times he was getting a little bit frustrated. I mean, as a player, when you look at... When you're expecting a ball to come through, when you're expecting people to see where you are and it doesn't it doesn't come, does... I mean, obviously, judging at Hadmi's face, he was very frustrated about what was going on at times. Yeah, I think you need to look at it um, as a whole. I think his role as a number nine, you're going to be frustrated. I think mean, even if you're Erling Haaland, um, <laughs> believe it or not, you're going to get passes. <laughs> he that, can afford to look frustrated. <laughs> that you don't receive. Um, so yeah, of course he's going to be the frustrated. And um, obviously he wants to be starting every game and playing every game. And now Faye's come off the bench a few times and, and scored. So, you know, he might be looking over his shoulder now. But I think it's... It just adds to the competition for places. It will only make him better. It's only going to make Faye better. So looking at it from a collective kind of point of view, uh, it's good for the team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was uh, there were lots of questions asked. It was quite funny yesterday. It was a, a, a children's takeover at the club, so everybody in the club had like a, a, some, a child following them around doing their job, uh, which I thought it was quite it was quite funny. There was, there was this young girl who was taking pictures, but the camera was obviously too heavy for her. She kept taking pictures of the ground. Um, but there were lots of questions at the end about whether you know it's, it's time to start for Jury. Surely he's doing so well. But the interesting thing is you know you've got this you've got this player who comes on and makes a massive impact is it something Matt that you kind of look at and go yeah absolutely we should be playing from the start or do you you know do you take him as kind of you know the, the Wes Houlihan perhaps obviously not because of his age but because of the impression he makes when he comes on the pitch comes on the pitch it's like do you keep him in that position to be someone who can add you know a burst of pace and that that uh, awkwardness for defenders perhaps a little bit earlier, perhaps for the second half, but not put him on to start? Um, I, I think it's a tough one. I think Fajiri will be knocking on uh, Mark's door and asking to start now because, you know, I think what's that three and three for him, I think, in, in the league now, and it's a six for the season. 
overall, I think the club was saying. So, um, you know, certainly he'll he'll be asking the question of, you know, let me let me start from the beginning and um, you know, let me show what I can do for you know, you know, with with sixty minutes rather than the the half an hour he has been getting. Um, you know, there there was interesting points. You know, people were saying, you know, Hadmay and um, you know some of the others kind of, you know, softening up the defence so that the, the the better ball players, which you know for Jury certainly is, you know, he's better with the ball at his feet and his movement off the ball is is, is a lot lot better than Hadmay's and. Um, as, as we've said already, Kai Marley Gordon's got that explosive pace and that raw sort of ability to take players on and, um, you know, put in a good ball in as well. You know, are, are the other players kind of softening up the opposition defence to allow them to exploit the, the gaps and the tiredness that, you know, they, they will have. But I, I think the thing is, Tim, is, you know, in, in football, you, you've got to give some things a go. You know, you've got to try things differently because uh, if you do the same thing week in week out which you, you know we, we've spoke about um, us doing before uh, we become very sort of you know we're easy to read easy to play against because everybody knows exactly what we're going to do so you know sometimes you know just throwing it out there and putting in a, a surprise body or two you know just to you know uh, throw people's minds off and you know unsettle people because they spend all week you know, training to to play a specific way, and they they train to for players from all positions to be playing in specific places as well. So, um, you know, for me, I I think it probably is time for for Jury to start. Will he start? Well, you know, probably not. I don't think he will. Um, Kaimani Gordon, on the other hand, I think is is absolutely worth a a start and probably has a you know a better you know claim to the starting at the moment because as good as Sully is um, you know he just looks a little bit off it or you know fades very very quickly after you know the first 45 minutes whereas you know Kaimani Gordon is young and he's fit and he's as I say he's energetic as well and he could probably offer that you know sort of 60 minutes worth of real good application ready for Sully to come on and you know up up the tempo with his you know better ball control and close skills so um, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting and uh, you know I wouldn't want to be in Mark's position right now with the headache he's definitely going to have because as I say there'll be people knocking on the door and as we know there's, there's people coming back as well that are going to be you know putting the pressure on and I mean you quote with Adam May but you know Jordan Cousins isn't too far away Psycho Janna's on his way back who had an excellent start to the season and um, you know Brandon Houndstrup is, is on the way back and he can offer competition as well so yeah, the next couple of weeks of the load of games we've got, there's going to be a lot of people knocking on Mark's door and pushing for a start. But yeah, the, you know, Fajiri and uh, Kaimani Gordon are definitely at the front of the queue right now, aren't they? Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, we'll come to you in a second because Salim had a comment to make about that. But, you know, at least it's a nice thing to have instead of being thin on the ground and having nobody in the squad and, and, and being filled with injuries as we were for large parts of last season to have so many people looking for places now. But you, you wanted to make a comment about uh, the uh, what we were talking about a second ago. Yeah, I think like you say, it's um, really good. It's a nice headache to have, you know, when you've got kind of <laughs> too many options, which hasn't been a tale of the past as such. Um, but I think with regards to the... You know, Fajiri wanting to start. Obviously, he's going to be wanting to start and pushing to get more minutes. But at the same time, it, you can't really take anything away from um, Ahadme's performances. I think out of possession, he's been really good. Um, and 
the running stats back that up. I know the fans don't get to see that, but he really is. Um, he really has been putting in a shift, and that almost I think you know adds to face performances, if that mm. makes sense. You know, so if you think back to earlier in the game yesterday, I think um, Kai Kai's put a ball in that's almost a carbon copy of the goal that we actually scored in the second half, and he's um, on the end of it. Um, I had me. And the keeper's made a fantastic save, which I don't know how he's made. Yeah, it was. It was. It yeah. was a really good yeah. save that one. And, and it is interesting because, uh, you know, it, we, we, we when 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 we as we started the season, we were all excited about the prospect of having had me in there. You know, a, a talented player from from a you know a bigger club, and um, it, we we looked forward to it. And sometimes the, the problem almost seems to be we're not quite playing. He's not. He he, he does look a bit isolated through no fault of his own sometimes, and uh, you know it's difficult. We've had that before, where uh, you know number nines have, have been caught with not getting the possession they need um, for, for various different reasons. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I, I mean, Jerry <laughs> joked. He said he said, "Why would I want to come on at the start and spoil this run?" And, and I'm sure I'm sure it's it's a joke and it's not some strange superstition he's got that uh, you know that's 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 the way he plays everybody wants to get on there and if he can do that in half an hour you kind of think what could he do in an hour an hour and a half on the pitch um, but yeah for Mark to have these hassles coming up of selecting I mean to bring three substitutes off the bench at 60 minutes being Gordon Oknabiri and Lancaster it, and then to supplement that with with May at the end yeah. is that that is a really good position as you pointed out Matt knowing that we've got uh, Psycho coming Jordan Cousins coming back as well the the talent in depth is something that I think was different from last year and we know we know how that ended up once we got injuries where things started to unravel a bit um, in terms of in terms of uh, you know what we've seen so far, I mean uh, we, we're not a huge amount in there. We're what, eight games in now. We've played one less than a number of the clubs at the top. Thirteen points um, and uh, tenth in the league. Uh, so uh, it makes next week's game an interesting one. Derby are on exactly the same points, exactly the same games. Uh, a game which I'm assuming most fans will have seen by now is going to be. Really by the fact that it's a train strike day so there doesn't appear to be any trains uh, reliably going to Derby and back so at least not on the Saturday so you're either stopping down uh, uh, or coming back late one of the two because it looks like it's going to be very difficult unless you're going on the coach or, or driving yourself but a, a real important game uh, for us in terms of you know continuing establishing ourselves as a, as a mid-top table side map yeah, it is. I mean, um, it's always tough to go to a place like Derby, naturally. Um, you know, they, they are a, a championship side with their facilities and their fan base and, um, you know, some of the players that they've got as well have played at, you know, a well higher level than, you know, a, a lot of teams in this league. So it's going to be a tough ask. Um, you know, we, we did okay at our, you know, our last challenge last week at Wigan and was, you know, probably unlucky to come away with nothing um, but the, these are the types of games that you know you, you work hard in those games and you've got to take the opportunities when you get them um, you know to put the pressure on, on the home side because you know the fan base will get on at them because again you know people will still see us as, as little Cambridge United it's, it's not going to change for you know for quite a while so 
Um, and other teams have been to you know places like Derby before, and like we said last season, have picked up points, Tim. So you know it's something that we we need to start doing. Um, you know we were obviously glad to take the point yesterday because that was a game that last season we'd have probably lost after going behind. So it shows. You know, we, we've taken another step forward in terms of, you know, getting back into a game and, you know, again, getting close to, to winning, but, you know, getting a, a, a deserved point from it. And, um, you know, if you get something from Derby next week, you know, whether it's a point or it's all three, you know, it's another step forward. Uh, you know, last season, I think you know, almost everybody was injured. Um, and they only just beat us. In fact, I think at one point, Tim, you were getting asked to put your kit on for 20 minutes because we were that short on non-players uh, when we played Derby. So, um, you know, we're going to have full, almost a fully fit squad uh, that we can have, you know, barring there's no training injuries and nobody's come out of yesterday's game, uh, you know, with any other sort of niggles as well. And uh, as I say, you know, it's a chance for us to go there, you know, silence the crowd early, you know, put them on the back foot if we can. If we get that early chance, take the goal and then, you know, do what we do very well, make ourselves solid and organised, try and hit them on the break if we can and, you know, try and, you know, force a second goal or, you know, just keep them at bay, you know, keep hold of the ball. So, it's going to be an interesting game next week and uh, I'm glad I can't, I can't go because I'm a brace. So, yeah, I'm, I'm missing Derby away again. <laughs> this is, it seems yeah. to be your bogey game, that one, Matt. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> it's, it's interesting, uh, you, know, you know, you look, you look at the, the season so far and compare it to last season. I, I was appalled, to be, fair, to be to be honest, that some people in the main stand booed the team at the end of uh, yesterday's game, and I, I, I don't I don't understand the mentality of you're playing a team that was you know I think at one stage they were top of the league during that game when they when they put the first ball in a, a team that yeah okay they, they've been appalling in the last few seasons but you know we've often we've often struggled to to, to get a result against them um that you know a, a creditable draw yes albeit there was a miss but to be and it was only a small number. I'm not suggesting it was a large number, but a small number of people booing the team off the pitch. And I just, I don't understand why why that happens, Matt. Yeah, I, I, I just think the, you know, the expectations from, you know, being, you know, very, very good this season, especially at home so far. And, you know, we've, we've played the type of game at home recently, you know, very high tempo, quick passing game, you know, moving the, the game forward at times, you know, putting the, the pressure on teams, you know, with, with, with the strikers and, you know, the, the three behind the Hadmay, you know, you know, squeezing up on teams that, you know, you you have one bad, you know, first half, which you know, which hasn't happened really at home at all this season, and you know, people were, uh, you know, are getting carried away. Look, we we know, and we've said it before, we'd love to win every single home game because if we did, if we did that, basically, we'd be pretty much safe and mid-table comfortably. But football's not like that. We're not going to win twenty-three home games. So you know, the the, the important thing is to stick with the players through the rough and, and the smooth. And, um, you know, the, the difference is, is is this year is that we are trying to force the play. We've got a deeper squad that, you know, Mark, as, as we saw yesterday, brings on three attacking players that can change the game as well and put us back onto the front foot and, um, you know, force something out of it. Last year, as I say, we'd have lost that game. 
And, you know, it, yeah, they would have got booed off, but it had been a terrible performance. Yesterday, you know, we you know, we had the bad first half, but we livened up and, you know, we gave it a go. So um, I think people's expectations really do need to be a bit low. It's like, you know, we're, we're suddenly not going to become a playoff chasing team. We're not there yet. We're miles away from it. And if we finish mid-table this year, absolutely everybody would snap their hands off, like, you know, especially after last year when we just survived on the last day. So, yeah, but, you know, some people's expectations just need to come down a little, especially at home, because <laughs> we're not going to win every game this season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, you go to support your team and it's not, you know, the, the, you don't even have to think think far back. It was last year when we had went through that such, such a terrible patch. Um, and if if you think that what happened yesterday was a, was a, was a bad thing, it you know, yeah, we didn't win the game. We should have done because we should have scored that penalty, but it was a fair result. The, the other thing I've noticed, and Salim, you might, you might want to comment on this, is that, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'll defend the right of any spectator to shout what they want um, within reason, um, but uh, sometimes some of the comments that get made, that I, I don't know whether, you know, we've talked about whether players can hear them or whether they're, you know, whether it just washes over them because they're not obviously not listening to it. But sometimes you can, you, you catch things, especially in, you know, in, um, in, in other games where there's not quite as many people there. But it's like, some people shout the most inane things at football. It's like we have this every time. Every time we every time we clear the ball up the pitch, it's like get up, get up. And you think, oh yeah, it's a good job you mentioned that because I'm sure they never thought about that one when they're defending. Or this thing that seems to have come up recently is we we kind of shoot at every available opportunity as though you know it, it, that's magically we're going to suddenly find people who can shoot from forty yards out and and, and produce world class goals. It, it must. It, if they if they are hearing these things, it must either frustrate or make make players laugh sometimes with the comments that come out the crowd. Yeah, I think definitely. I think um, first of all, there's a reason that they're shouting that from the stand <laughs> and not on the pitch. Um, but um, yeah, definitely. I think obviously when you're playing, the players have kind of got their blinkers on. They're just focused on the game and making the right decisions in the right moments, and they're not really too concerned about what. The fans are shouting. Really, <laughs> it's a good job. And I, I, I have to be fair. I, I, I'm one of those idiots that just shout stupid things from the from the uh, stands occasionally. Uh, I'm definitely not someone who's ever going to be playing. I can't even play Sunday league football, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not going to comment on that. But I, I am one of them. But yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Uh, you know what what uh, what goes on from the stands, and sometimes it's quite funny. Actually, some some of the things that get said are you know genuinely quite funny, and it's a pity that everyone can't hear those because. Uh, <laughs> They kind of make the afternoon sometimes. So as I said, it's uh, Derby away on uh, next Saturday. Uh, going to be very difficult to get down to if you're not driving or going by coach. So good luck to uh, those of us who are going to travel down um, on the day uh, and hopefully get back on the day. I, I, I managed to almost get stuck in uh, London on the uh, late Norient game because they uh, they said the trains were going to end at half six in the evening. They didn't. They ended at half five and I got there just as the half five was leaving. So I had to go and get a National Express coach back at the last Mini, which was quite quite a trek across and ended up being stuck at Stansted for half an hour while it waited. Uh, so good luck to those who are going to travel down there. Um, hopefully we'll get a good show. And it's a good, it's a it's a nice ground to go to. It's uh, uh, another one for some people to tick off their list. Um, but uh, hopefully should be a, a good game. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk. Uh, oh, sorry, I should have thanked Matt for his uh, his assistance today. <laughs> Matt won't be around next week, so uh, have have fun wherever you are. Um, we shall talk to you then, Matt. Cheers. Thanks for taking. 
Take care, we'll take we'll take we will take a quick break now, and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge. No, we'll talk about Cambridge United Women actually. Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital, and your mobile, Cambridge One Hundred and Five Radio. Just for a second there, I forgot that we changed around and decided that we were going to uh, talk about the women uh, immediately after the men's game rather than waiting to the end. So uh, for those who want to uh, want to go down there, you've got half an hour to get down to the Abbey. Uh, the Wimbledon game that's being played this afternoon is one of the games that's uh, at the Abbey. Uh, free entry to season ticket to, to the season ticket holders, um, but not a great deal of money for those who, who end up paying. So if you want to go and see the women play at the Abbey, kick off in half an hour. Um, there on a good run at the moment uh, undefeated so far across uh, all competitions um, uh, albeit only four games or five games I think including the cup um, but uh, looking uh, uh, really good at the moment and particularly uh, sorry they have been defeated once they were defeated in the very first game of the season uh, where they lost 5-0 to, Co- to Norwich and of course came back as we heard last week uh, to a one-all draw against Norwich uh, in the league um, so already looking uh, way better than they were and then they took on Actonians last week and Actonians are one of those teams they're always there or there about in the league and we've always struggled uh, I think it's been one of the um, uh, Abbey games before the Actonians game and we've always struggled to kind of not just avoid defeat but avoid uh, you know quite a number of goals going in they've always been re- reasonably high scoring events uh, this time not so it was uh, uh, last Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff at St Neots uh, it ended up 2-1 to uh, to Cambridge United women I spoke to uh, D- Darren Marsham uh, first team uh, first team manager uh, earlier on this week this is what he had to say about that game and looking forward to the Wimbledon game you're in a, a run of good results at the moment obviously started with the uh, draw away at Norwich and then you followed that up last week with a home win against Actonians a, a, a side traditionally you've not done well against but, uh, and also one that traditionally finishes in those top few spots in the league Yeah that's exactly it we've, we've spoken a lot amongst the group especially um, around games about our consistency because consistency is, is what we need to find if we're going to continue that that run, if you like. So we're, we're very aware there'll be ups, there'll be downs. So it's not something where we're getting away from being humble because we realise we have to just stay grounded and we just have to keep working hard. It's not going to result in what we want it to result in unless we keep that. So, yeah, we keep chipping away at it, but it's it's pleasing. Antonians are definitely a side that we've not really been able to do things about before. You know, they've, they've been just a better side, to be honest, and... There's not really a lot that we can that we can say about it, other than you know we've we've found it difficult against them for many years. But we it was a tight game, the first half in particular. The chances between both sides were quite quite even. They hit the crossbar, we hit the crossbar. Their goal was just sort of scrambled from a corner, which you know was disappointing. But you know that kind of reflected how the game looked. We probably had a spell of 15, 20 minutes where we really dominated possession and dominated the ball and got in their half a lot more than they got in ours. But we didn't make that pay. And I had said to the staff, you know, at that point, that's the feel of a game where we need to put one of these away fairly soon. Otherwise, we'll get hit with a sucker punch, which is what happened. But again, as as with, you know, Sudbury a couple of weeks back and as with Norwich, when things got tough, we really showed our resilient side when it did get tough, rolled our sleeves up. And yeah, second half was really pleasing. Uh, gave, gave the information about where we need to change. Players executed it perfectly. And... I thought we did really well in the second half and probably it was better for us than the first half. 
And as you say, it's that consistency, four games, uh, no defeats so far. That's probably, I, I, I'd have to think a long way back before in the league, that's been something you've done. It, you know, it, it's that cons- the, the consistency that marks out the good sides and you find yourself fourth in the league at the moment, albeit only four games in, but a great position to be in both in terms of the league position, but in terms of what you're starting to put together. Yes, yeah, so like you say, it's a long way to go. It's very early and, we, and we're very conscious of the fact that now's not a good time to be getting carried away about anything because there's a whole lot that can happen as, as we found, you know, last season and, and the season before things can change. And, you know, as much as you can be in a good run, you can end up in a bad run. So we've, we've got to stay humble. We've got to keep working hard. But it is a pleasing start. We're starting to see, like I say, elements of what we want to look like and what the better sides look like. So that resilience in particular, you know, if I think back to my first two seasons at the club, all too often we concede one and then very quickly we concede another and the game would be gone from us before we really kind of got ourselves settled. But we've we've got ourselves into a mindset now where if, if things happen and it goes wrong, we just know what we have to do to reset and, and try and push on from that point. So I think, yeah, consistency is key and it's, it's something that marks out as what we want to be because that's what we need to be to be a good side. Uh, but I think also there's elements like resilience, which are really important on those on those moments that you need to be. And also the fact that late in a game, you know, you you know what to do. And I think you, you say about what marks out those those really good sides. I think that's another element, whether that be that they need to go all out and go and get a goal or whether it be that you need to see the game out. And that was another really pleasing element of last week with Actonians is that the last five or six minutes, we knew that we just needed to slow the game up and keep the ball. And we did exactly that. You know, I think Actonians had had the ball once in the last five minutes, which is where they made a clearance out of their box from a corner. And that's what we want to be, is a side that controls the tempo of the game. So really pleased with a lot of elements. And this week it's uh, Wimbledon at home, home being for uh, Sunday at least, the Abbey Stadium. Yeah, I think, you know, from our perspective, it's a game that we want to do well in, of course. It's at home, it's a, an opportunity for us to put our stamp on, on what we want to be and also at the Abbey Stadium in front of people. But... Really tough game against Wimbledon. We're looking forward to the challenge, but you know, you'd expect them to be the side. I think everybody expects them to be the side that ultimately ends up getting promoted from this league after two near misses the previous two seasons. So yeah, something to really look forward to. I'm hoping that we'll see a lot of people down there. We're really hoping that we can put on a good show and we can try to continue our run. And for us, you know, it's it's a good opportunity where we've been in a good run. We've got that consistency, like you said, we haven't been beaten in four games, and now we go and beat hopefully meet and beat the team. That, uh, that ultimately are expected to go and win it. So good marker for us to put down, good opportunity for us to test where we're at now. Yeah, and fingers crossed we can go and put on what we have the last four weeks. And in terms of personnel, uh, did everyone come through the uh, last couple of games on Scythe? Yeah, we've, we've actually, we'll have a couple back. So we was missing Bella and Koski um, last week and they're both back this week. So we're starting to get a few people back now. Uh, we've got a few that are getting closer. So Harley Jean is, is getting a little closer. Ella Marden is back now from, she had an operation in the summer and she's back now from that and um, was involved for a few minutes last week. So again, is sort of building up that game time. So yeah, the squad's starting to get itself stronger and stronger. So yeah, we're, we're in a fairly healthy position this week. Yeah, I think the results are going well for for Darren and the girls. I think uh, a a consistency um, that has typically been absent. um, And and, and Salim, you'll you'll kind of understand that it's the the consistency really that marks a good team out there, one that can go out and do the same thing regularly. And Cambridge United women have often got to the stage where they can play good games, but they can't string them together. And as a consequence, you know, they, 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 they don't win week in, week out, or they don't even get a result week in week out where they perhaps should do yeah continuity is really important um 
in football and like momentum as well. So even if it's not gaining the result, at least getting the right performance so you can say, okay, you know, we'll go again next week. We, we had the right processes this week, but we didn't get the result. But obviously when you've got, um, you know, a lack of continuity and, you know, um, inconsistency in the, in the performances... Yeah. It's really hard and it's hard for the managers as well because they'll think, do I need to swap out players? Do I need to rejig what we're doing in training? Do I need to look at other other bits and pieces? And then before you know it, things are changing week to week and the results become really variable. You might get a result when you, you didn't deserve to and you, you might not get a result when you do deserve to. So yeah, that can yeah. be tough. And, it, and it's interesting that, that that's that's the hand that's dealt to all our local teams, City, Histon and, City, uh, and the women's teams, that they have struggled with consistency even when they've had, you know, Histon had a good season last year, but the middle of bit of the season really struggled with consistency, really struggled in scoring goals. So it, it shows how important that is. Okay, this time we will take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about... Uh, Cambridge City. From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So, uh, yeah, it's just talking about, talking about consistency. Um, it's weird at City at the moment. They're in they're in a, a cup month at the moment. September has virtually been uh, the entirety of September. In fact, all of it has been cup games so far. They don't play uh, until Tuesday, their first league game for this month. League position, um, OK, they're falling behind in games, but even then, second bottom uh, with uh, not a great deal of points. I think there's only, what, uh, four points in there, a win and a draw. Um, it's not been a good league start, but on the other hand, you look at the cup and uh, uh, going really well for them. So they've played uh, Leighton in the F- FA Cup first qualifying round, um, a massive six-one win, completely destroyed a side at the same level as them in a, in a parallel league. Then it was Kings Langley in the FA Trophy, a two-one win uh, away there. Biggles Wade, which we'll hear about in a second, uh, another team at the same level as them in a parallel league, uh, a really good good result there um, uh, and really well played as well it was a, it was a great game and then today three o'clock kickoff at St Ives if you want to get down to that they've got Leighton Town again who were the uh, on the end of the 6-1 win 6-1 defeat before um, obviously that doesn't count I was hoping to have Robbie on to talk about that but unfortunately I haven't been able to get hold of him um, so uh, this is what Robbie had to say following the uh, performance midweek uh, sorry last Sunday it was uh, just after the show went on air three o'clock last Sunday uh, about the uh, Biggleswade game Robbie another cup match another win yeah made it a little bit more difficult for ourselves second half but first half we played some outstanding football. Our passing, passing and movement was, was exceptional at times. They're a very good team. I think they're the, certainly the best team that we've come, come up against in terms of the way they move and the way they try and play football. But credit to us, second half, I thought we were poor in possession, second half, but our shape and, and you know, we've got lads that haven't played for a few weeks, Chadders and Rolty that's sort of, we're trying to get fitter and fitter. Um, so, yeah. I wouldn't say we're holding on in the second half. We had probably had two or three of the better chances where we've slid balls across and we've broken. Should probably do better and make it probably a bit more of a convincing result. But credit to them, they never gave up and, and they gave us a real good run for our money today. Uh, so as you said, uh, a, a better first half than the second half. Really good passing of the ball. I think that's what impressed us most. You've got Scott Bridges holding up in the middle and really distributing the ball around. And Batters be getting a lot of play and, and putting intelligent balls into the middle. 
Yeah, and look, we, we've watched them two or three times. Um, so we knew where the lad that plays on the wide right, the boy Marsh, he lots, likes to come in and, and sort of make an extra central midfielder. Now, we knew every time we got on the ball, we needed to try and get bats and, and Dotty on the ball as much as we can in that final third and, and try and create that 2v1 in the wide areas. And, and I thought first half, we did it a lot. Second half, they changed their shape a little bit and he stayed a little bit more wider to sort of stop us from trying to get in there. But, you know, I thought we stopped doing that as much second half. We stopped playing forward. We stopped playing on the front foot and getting at them like we did first half. And I think that's credit to them. And you sometimes got to hold your hands up and say, look, fair play. They've nullified us a little bit. But we always felt that with the way we can defend as a team, Taylor and Richard at centre-half and Joe behind, it's going to take something quite spectacular to beat us. And the goal that we conceded, very disappointed. We switched off and didn't react and they reacted quicker. Um, so all in all, we're in the next round and, you know, it's another, I think, three and a half thousand for the club and, you know, a little bit of gate receipts from the, from the game today. So everything helps and hopefully... Uh, might be able to get one or two in this week and uh, impressive in the first half not a massive number of chances but they were all going in yeah and like I said to you before you know with pushing Hoodie on he's very comfortable on the ball boy roll up front he looks to play on the shoulders and Broccoli for me I haven't seen a better 10 at step four because of his movement and thought second half he was quite quiet for him but certainly first half he was involved in a lot of round the corners flicks and, and third man runs that helped us get into good areas and I think when you've got those types of players you're always going to look a threat and I thought for you know until we scored the goal I thought oh we're in for a tough one here and it's you know they're moving the ball really well and then we had our first little bit of play and we got in and in a great finish so you know we know that if we can get opportunities we'll take them and I think this month other than Spalding has shown how well we've done as a group and, and hopefully it's, it's better to come weren't quite settled in the second half but Biggleswade were always likely to come out and attack you a couple of good saves uh, kept you in the game yeah and like I say they, they flood the front line with lots of players their rotation in midfield is very good so we just needed to make sure that we had two good banks of four and we had you know Brock's dropping in but at times their movement was so good that you know, if you switch off and allow teams like that to to get space in behind you, they can hurt you. And you know, Joe's pulled off one or two. I'd say for him, probably standard saves for him. I don't mean that in a. You know, they were pretty standard saves to make, and like he does them, and he, he does that all, all day. And you know, I thought at times we, you know, we gifted them a lot of the chances that they probably created because of our poor sort of decision making when we're in possession. And as you say, into the third qualifying draw, hopefully a home tie this time. Yeah, I don't mind being on the road, actually. <laughs> it's actually quite nice. Well, we're on the road anyway. It's nice, so it don't matter. It's not, it's not really home at the moment. So, yeah, look, anything anything home and, you know, you know what the old cliche is, the lowest team in the comp and all that, you know, but we don't... We we've really appreciate that we're this far so far. And, you know, if we can sneak another round, then who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, obviously, uh, since that was recorded, they uh, picked up Hereford away, which, which which is a bit of a nightmare travel for them. That's uh, uh, on uh, the 30th of September. Um, and you think kind of then, oh, that perhaps they're near the first round. There's, there's still miles away. I think there's two more games. I think there's five qualifying rounds of it. But the thing is, is that that's been, that's probably now got them with prize money. And for the FA Cup, you each get 45% of the ticket sales, no matter which which ground it's at. Um, 10% go 
goes to the FA and then uh, 45 each to both clubs. So if you're the home team, you lose out. But if you're the away team, you gain from it. So there must be somewhere between 10 and 15,000 coming in from those games. And if you think about that in terms of, you know, what City pull in in a season, I mean, that's that that's huge, especially given what's going on with uh, Sawston. Um, so all, cre- all, all credit to them for getting there. And, and I... What what I hope more than anything is when they start playing uh, league again on Tuesday against Rugby Town, who are also struggling. But then Sporting Calcer, I think fourth. Oh no, that's been postponed. Actually, I've just seen. So even then, they're not going to play two games. They're only going to play. Oh no, it's because of Hereford, of course. That's why it's been postponed. Um, so uh, one more cup game and one more league game uh, in this uh, this month. Um, so yeah, uh, g- good luck to Robbie. I-, I was hoping to talk to him today, but uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how that will go. That game, given the result last time and the the ease in which they beat Leighton Town, I'm sure it won't be the same. Leighton will have learned they've strengthened anyway. They've got players back, so it's going to be a very different game. But uh, good luck to Robbie and the boys. Uh, they're hopefully uh, into the third qualifying round or the first round proper. I'm not sure what comes next in the trophy. Uh, on the women's front, uh, we spoke about this last week. Big changes. I didn't want to. Didn't want to say too much about it because um, they, they they weren't ready to make a comment. Obviously, they went to Chesham and got destroyed eight uh, eight three, um, and it, the manner of the defeat was what was the most disappointing thing about it. Um, since then, um, Fadi, uh, ha, uh, the the manager there, uh, has uh, has moved on. Um, not quite sure how that happened in terms of w- w- one side or the other, but uh, I guess perhaps a mixture of both um, and uh, as you'll hear in the interview they were playing Ashford who were top of the league only one team's taken points off them wasn't expecting a great deal out of them but I spoke to Paul um, this week uh, later on uh, later on in the week uh, after that game this is what he had to say about what's going on uh, and the uh, Ashford game and looking forward to uh, QPR uh, today as well uh, Paul, the last time we spoke properly was just before the uh, Chesham game, a game in which uh, you really needed to pick up and uh, kickstart the season uh, against the Chesham side that was uh, struggling as well. And unfortunately, I think you were three down in 15 minutes and it finished 8-3. It, it, it wasn't so much the defeat, it was the manner of defeat that you were upset about when we spoke. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can't be conceding eight goals to a positional rival in that manner. And it was as bad as it could be possibly, possibly for Cambridge City that day. And sort of a wake-up call, I think, for for a few people in and around the club. And I obviously don't want to go into any details around it, but uh, you let Faddy go after only, I think, two or three games in charge. I assume you're now in the process of looking for a new manager? Yep, so Faddy left us last Thursday and obviously we had to get things moving quickly for the weekend's game and get people in to cover this week. So we haven't officially started advertising for a, for a manager yet, but things will develop in the coming weeks. What we're not going to do is rush into it, which is what we did over the summer, and we'll take stock and reevaluate as as we go through October and see what happens, see where, where the team takes us. 
And I have to admit, I was looking at the uh, Ashford game. Ashford, of course, top of the league. Uh, only one team has actually taken points off them. Uh, following up on the Chesham result, I, I looked with great trepidation <laughs> at the Twitter feed. was surprised, in a way, not to see lots of updates of goals. It was nil all at half-time, and actually uh, only one nil at full-time, uh, which is uh, a massive turnaround in the space of a week. Yeah, so as I say, Faddy left us on Thursday uh, from his squad that, that played against Chesham. We made one change and we played a different formation. We put round pegs in round holes. We kept it very simple and we dominated the first half, outplayed them, had the best chances. But when you're on a run like we're on and confidence is of a, a bit of a low, you have to take your chances and we didn't have players in the positions that we needed them to be confident and that will come that come back as they play and then start enjoying their football again we lost to a sucker punch in the 70th minute a corner flicked on and tapped in at the back post but we had the best chances of the game and considering they were top and we were bottom we deserved something out of the game without a shadow of a doubt and as you say, I mean, we, we talk all the time about football being a confidence game. The, the the morale and the confidence of the squad must really have hit rock bottom after that Chesham game. So to even approach uh, a game like the Ashford game with a, with a sense of purpose must have been difficult enough. But to come so close to actually getting something out of it must, must really lift the girls. Said something that they were gutted after the game not to have at least got a point. They put such hard work into it. All, all 15 of them that participated on the day really put a shift in. They, we gave them simple instructions that they stuck to and they worked their legs off in horrendous weather conditions as well. But every single one of them was absolutely gutted that we didn't take something. That's, that's a measure on how far we came in, in the space of a couple of days. We've trained really well this week and we're looking forward to the QPR game. I was going to say it's QPR at home this Sunday, two o'clock kickoff at the Newcroft in Haverhill, a, a game which I, I guess now you, you'll look at in a, in a different light than perhaps two weeks ago you might have done. Yeah, definitely. Last week will count for nothing. The performance and effort we put in, if we don't repeat it this week and hopefully we get our, our just result at the top end of the pit. We've had a few injuries, unfortunately. We lost three during the game against Ashford and two of those aren't available, but the squad will grow again in the next couple of weeks. We've got a lot of players coming back from injury that will be like new signings for us. So we're, we're looking forward. I said to the girls on Sunday, the season starts here and uh, we're looking forward to every game as it comes now, whereas a couple of weeks ago, we weren't really looking forward to anything. Absolutely. And it's also worth pointing out that the under-23s, they've only had uh, two games under their belt, but uh, a cup win against Sudbury, 3-0, and then a 5-0 defeat of Hashtag in the league. Uh, that that bode really, bodes really well for the future of the, the whole of women's football at City. Yeah, definitely. They're absolutely flying. They're a fantastic bunch of girls at training on Thursday. There was no one over the age of 18 in the 23s group. And, you know, they they played... Sudbury off the park two weeks ago. They played hashtag off the park last week and hashtag had previously put nine past Sudbury. So um, we were expecting a tough game and I think they got a bit of a shock. Uh, we've got some high quality players throughout that squad. Uh, some of them trained with the first team on Thursday as well. So it's really looking positive going forward for City. So uh, you've already said, obviously, some of them trained with you. Do you see some of them getting a chance in the first team uh, as the season progresses? Well, we took two of them with us on Sunday last week, which shows the strength and depth of the 23s because we took a start in centre-half and one of their wingers. 
And this week we're taking two different ones with us um, who played really well last week. So um, they'll get their chance um, as and when we think it's appropriate. And um, that's that's what the 23s are there for. It's a perfect pathway into the first team. Oh yeah, uh, sorry. We were so busy. We were so busy talking about what we could do with the show if we can get more people involved. That uh, we forgot that there was actually a show on there. There you go. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, a, a big turnaround uh, in terms of a, of a one week result, but uh, obviously a lot to do in terms of the longer term, uh, looking for uh, the right manager to take the team forward. Um, but it certainly looks like the, the talent in the team is there if they can take Ashford all the way um, and only lose and. On a late corner, and given the Chesham result eight three, where uh, the the performance was apparently just atrocious, um, then you know you've at least got something to work with. Uh, we'll take a very very quick break. I uh, know oh, we won't actually. I will go straight on to it because otherwise we're going to miss out. Um, Histon uh, crunch month for Lance uh, and the team, as to be fair, um, given till the end of September to improve the position they're in. Uh, they've had limited success. Uh, in uh, from August into September, uh, a, a Vars win, a draw in the League Cup, a win in the league, their first win and the first points on the board uh, in the uh, no, so second points on the f- together get to four points with that one because they had a draw against Cookno as well. Um, then a, a, a poor. I was going to play the audio for this, but we're not going to have time. Um, a, a St Neots game where the four nil result was probably fair in the end but as would have been a 4-2 result and at half time although they were 2-0 down they were actually still in it um, and miraculously they came out and did what a Histon side has done so much just recently just lose the plot a poor goal conceded uh, arguments with the ref discipline goes and all of a sudden they're, they're you know all over the place concede two goals and really come out of it you know in a very poor way tried to pick it up at the end which they did manage to get back at them they had two uh, good saves from the keeper denied them their two goals which they could easily have got and it would have made it a very flattering result for them even though they'd still lose 4-2 but still lots to do and, and lots for Lance and the team to worry about they played yesterday, Ainsbury, in the uh, FA Vars second qualifying round did speak to Lance this morning this is what he had to say uh, about that result well, as follow the dis- following the disappointment uh, uh, with St Neots, it was uh, the first part of a double header, a, a cup, and then league double header against uh, Ainsbury. Um, a draw at uh, full time, and unfortunately, the, the the pain of penalties, losing four one in the penalties. Yeah, it was it was a it was a poor poor day at the office yesterday. I think even though the St Neots game we we lost four 0 we played so much better in that game at times uh, yesterday against Ainsbury we, we never got going uh, we started well in the first 10 I should say and Harvey scored a good header to get us in front and then we just kind of took our foot off the gas and we just let Ainsbury get back into the game and we we kind of let them play at their own tempo and we never had any real energy about us yesterday it was just it was it was it was disappointing to see because the way we had played against uh, St Neots if we had played anything like that yesterday we we'd have, we'd have beaten Ainsbury because we just never got going and it was like one of those kind of games and I think what summed up was, was right at the end when we go 2-1 up with 90 seconds to go and then, and then still can't hold out and we give a poor penalty away. So, yeah, poor day at the office yesterday, Tim. And uh, uh, as I said, for the first part of a double header, you've got them again in the league uh, on Tuesday. Um, obviously, uh, you, you, there's lessons to be learned and you can uh, turn that game around. Well, hopefully. I mean, obviously, our job's on the line, Tim. Everyone knows that. It's not a secret. Um, I've never hidden from it. 
yesterday was a, a step towards us possibly being pushed out the door. So Tuesday night's game now against Sainsbury is a, is a massive game for us. We have them and then Deborah away the following Saturday. Now those two games with teams around us at the bottom are, are hugely important for us for our own survival, but also the teams kind of progression up the league if possible. Yeah, we did talk about this a couple of times that obviously the board have given you until uh, the end of September to turn around those two last games. It, it, do, do you approach them any differently, given obviously the personal importance that these games have to you? No, no. You, you, you try and, and, and obviously analyse teams you're playing against and get as much framework on them as you can. We do I do diligence, if you like, on it all, and, and it, it doesn't really change, Tim. It just obviously there's added pressure, and I think the players can feel that, and I think it showed again yesterday in terms of how we we weren't able to to progress once we went one 0 up, and I think once we can see we become a vulnerable side, and I think the next two games will be no different. You know, we will approach it exactly the same, and hopefully we can get some sort of reaction out of them because obviously yesterday wasn't good enough, and we have a we have the ideal opportunity to go against them again on Tuesday and see if we can improve it. And I guess if if you look at the games uh, that that you've performed well in, um, they have been uh, apart from the Coventry one, and and even there there was there was a kind of uh, not as I say a capitulation. I don't mean that word at all. Uh, they, so they we are going to have to cut Lance off short. I'm afraid there. Uh, I, I mean, I feel for him. Um, it, you know, it's it's a team problem, uh, but he's obviously going to carry the can for it. He's got two games to try and turn it round. Hopefully, he will. Um, hopefully, in the uh, league games that are available this season and uh, this September it will work out for him thanks very much to Matt, to Salim uh, and to the rest of the managers who talk to us, uh, I'm off to the women's football now, we'll be talking to you again next week, uh, thanks very much for listening cheers Cambridge 105 Radio.